Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, you recently handled a case where one brother was suing his two brothers, your clients. What happened? Well, Dennis, the two brothers struggled but succeeded to build three restaurants. But when the third brother returned from being out of the country for 20 years, he sued to get one-third of their business. He claimed an oral deal between them because he had once worked as a cook for them. So what did you do? Well, during trial, we got him to acknowledge certain key dates and to his complete lack of documentation. So when his side rested, we asked the court for what's called a directed verdict, a motion that gets rid of a case after fatal facts come out during trial. And the court agreed, shooting down all but one of the brothers' causes of action. And we settled that one for a very small amount and excused the jury. And justice was done. My friends, you know that I trust Barack Lurie with my own business and other legalities. So to make sure a deal is done right, call him for your own legal issues at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie and Park, 866-575-8111. This is the Brucklery Podcast. Thanks for listening with me, my good friend and producer, Ari David. Um, today, bravery. That's the topic. Um, there is, this is the time to talk about bravery. How do I say this? Why do I say this? Why is it so important? Is this topical even? To which I answer, you betcha. It's very topical. We live in a time where we are seeing the advance of extremist Islam and it's attacking us day by day and we, we fail to recognize it and that it's growing, whether this is uh, what happened recently in Australia, what happened in uh, Afghanistan with the horrific killings of 140 people, mostly children. Pakistan. And Pakistan, you're right, I'm sorry. Uh, and then um, all, all the other Alu, uh, Alu Akbar claims, uh, whether it's Fort Hood or otherwise, what happened in Canada. There's a, an onslaught of craziness going on right now. Recently in Dijon, France, there was uh, another madman. But these madmen always seem to be uh, focusing on Islam somehow. And that's not to say that they're not madmen. They are. And it's not to say that they don't have uh, mental... Uh, disturbances going on in their head. But it is strange, isn't it, that they seem to be evoking something that's going on uh, around them, that they are, they are uh, what, what's the word, uh, um, summoning somehow, um, they're channeling Islam in order to justify their craziness. It gives them a, a purpose that they previously would not have. And, and that is an interesting element. Um, but it's a, it's a, it calls for the question of bravery. What, what makes someone brave? And I'll tell you, you know, when I think of bravery, I think of somebody who, de- who decides to sacrifice himself. He understands that in the classic sense, right, there's a hand grenade and all of his buddies are about to die and he instead decides to throw himself on the hand grenade and... Um, and, and just block the hand grenade. And he, and he suffers a mortal wound to himself, but in the, in the process, everyone else is saved. That's bravery, right? That's also self-sacrifice. But bravery is also standing up to evil. And the first order of business in standing up to evil is recognizing what is evil. 
And we're, we're getting into a time frame now where people talk, they talk a lot. They talk about what would be the right thing to do and, and how brave they would be one way or the other. And, and what brought this all up is the recent statement by the president regarding the Sony Pictures hacking, um, whether it's by North Korea or, or otherwise. But the assumption has been that it's been from North Korea, and let's assume for the sake of this discussion that that's correct. So President Obama goes on the air and he says to everyone, I wish that Sony had talked to us because I would have told them to stand your ground. Words to this effect. But what, he, but what I'm quoting for sure is, I would have told them. Okay? That, remember that phrase. As if, as if it's the president's prerogative to, to tell them. Like, I would have instructed them somehow to, to do X, Y, or Z. That's the amazing thing. I mean, it, it, it takes narcissism to even say that. But let's not drill down on that. Let's talk about bravery, what it means to be brave in that department. You know, it's interesting when it comes to telling other people what they should do. Obama's very brave, very, very brave. This is what they should do, right? They should, they should stand their ground. But when it comes to his own actions, this from the man who, you know, declares a red line with Syria and does nothing. This is a man who insists that Iran must stop its nuclear ambitions, but does nothing. Or at best, actually even worse, gives us a meaningless piece of paper and calls it a treaty. Uh, and, and in, you know, with which Iran has to do virtually nothing other than talk about how it hopes not to have a, a bomb one day. But no obligations whatsoever. This is, this is the way he is. Or the way he deals with Hamas. How he uh, fights Israel instead of supports Israel. That's what bravery is, to support Israel. If you're a leader of the free world today, or of any democratic country, and you support Israel, you're brave. If you support the bad guys, then you're a coward. At the very least, you're not brave. And this is what Obama does. Um, it, 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 it was such a, it was so emblematic of the lack of courage, the lack of bravery, that I, I felt compelled to talk about it because it, it, was, it resonated what, what bravery is. It begged the question. And bravery is doing the harder right over the easier wrong, isn't it? And recognizing evil in the first instance. And I just, I think it's utterly lacking in today's society. And here's my prediction. I don't think that we can meaningfully hope for a retreat of Islamic fundamentalism until there is a cultural shift that completely changes the way that we look at Islamic extremism. We must see it as evil. Not necessarily all Islam, of course, but at the very least say we are fighting extremists who are Islamist, that they are evil people. Not to say that we're fighting crazy people, but they were fighting Islamists who are crazy. At the very least to do that. And to recognize them as evil. Until that day, I, I just don't see any success in this battlefield. I, I foresee that we will have more and more craziness coming our way. And it'll come to the point where this and that town will start saying, you know what, let's just allow for Sharia law. Maybe they'll leave us, they'll leave us alone. And, but of course, they won't leave us alone, but that's what they hope. 
And I, I, I don't know, Ari. I, I'm very pessimistic in this department because people don't seem to, it's the perfect storm. People are not learning about history. They're certainly not learning about courage in school. What they are learning about in school is that America is an evil country in and of itself. They're learning not to fight back. They're learning not to stand up for themselves. That's it. How, how, can, you, how can we possibly have a culture that fights the good fight, that fights evil, when bravery is, uh, it, it's not even a, it, it's an antiquated notion. How? Well, bravery is clearly doing what you're scared to do and doing it anyway. I mean, it's really easy to, to jump on a grenade you want to jump on, but when you jump on it, when you don't want to jump on it, then it becomes, well, hard. Right. Presumably, you don't want to jump on that grenade because it goes against every instinct of survival. Uh, and you know you're likely going to die in the process. Yeah. So that, that is truly brave and self-sacrifice, literally. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. The, the situation is dire, culturally. We have, and by the we, I mean those of us on the conservative side of things, have ceded complete control of our culture and education system, not to people who are liberal, but to leftist extremists who completely cloaked their intentions to us yeah. for 20 years, and now they're, they're in power. We're seeing this, this uh, complete destruction of the knowledge base that we were brought up with. There's no education about George Washington and the cherry tree or the founding fathers or that in America you're free or anything about the Pledge of Allegiance or Christianity or Judaism or any of the values we have in school anymore. And to the contrary, they now teach Islam in the schools. It's been slipped in. Right. So the coming generation is not going to be the one to fight. You know, it's, it's going to be us. On the it's front it's a terrifying this. reality, and uh, we can't do it alone. We have to we have to galvanize as a community, as a culture. You know, there was some hope that after 9/11, as horrific as that was, that uh, the the country would galvanize together and and fight back the bad guys. And I think it lasted for about three weeks. Right? Well, there there are two aspects of that. You're right. the The first aspect lasted four weeks until all the networks together decided to stop showing the 9-11 footage because it was making people upset. Making people upset? It's supposed to make you upset. It's yes. supposed to. That's, that's right. I, 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 look, you're, you're 100% right, of course, and the challenge is that seeing this evil is so painful for a lot of people. I mean, I, I finished my blog, for example, uh, with a visual where I say, we are... At this point in our civilization, sitting at a meal, talking, enjoying ourselves with our mixed company or whatever it is, our family, and you have this image of a man with a, with a knife, and he's about to come down hard on your, on your neck. You, you don't see it, but it's coming down. And until that very moment that the, that the, the knife actually touches your neck, you don't know that you're in danger. You're not looking at it. But all it takes is just turning around and, and looking up and seeing that there's a knife there, a sword, as it were. And, it's, uh, and, and that's where we're at. The sword is coming down, and we're just, just gabbing away about nonsense. We just don't want to look at it. And so we don't look at, uh, and we, we don't even talk about the, the Christian massacres that are going on, massacres of Christians in the, the Middle East. Uh, it's a complete genocide that's been going on. 
the, uh, uh, you don't even want to start talking about what they do to gays and what they do to women and the enslavement of women and the, har the honor killings and, and the demands that they're making, how they're taking over Europe uh, in England and in France. And, and our predictions uh, of Notre Dame going uh, to become a, a mosque, that's, that seems so clear right now. But nobody wants to see it because it's inconvenient. It, they, they would rather just have the, the consistent model of you wake up, I'm talking about French life now, you wake up, you, you get your baguettes with the, the hazelnut uh, Nutella. Nougat, Nutella, right? And uh, you, you watch the soccer game, um, and then you, you, you go and you get your fresh, uh, your fresh yogurt and your great restaurant where you can smoke your cigarettes and you have your cafe au lait, and then you go home and, and you, you, you kiss your wife and you repeat the cycle the next day. This is what they want. This is, this is what life is for them. It's, it's hard work to turn around and say we must do something different. That's bravery. Well, That's well, what bravery is. Yes. If you don't, it, and, and it's, it's getting away from the comfort level of, of what needs to change. That's what you need to do. And Obama reflects this. He, as a president, he wants, and as a man, he wants things to be just the way they are from him. So, so long as he gets to play his golf games, so long as he can just run out the clock for the time being and get all the goodies that presidents do, while, of course, decrying the quality of America altogether, so long as he gets that, well, then he's not going to. He's not going to roll up his sleeves and, and do what needs to be done. That's, let somebody else handle that. Well, I think there's a bigger issue with that, which is this. We've talked about how Obama is a reflection, not exactly a leader. And he's a reflection of a large number of Americans who desire to just be okay. The Bush years traumatized them because they know 9-11 was a perfect example of Islam. I used to say, and I know this is harsh, so I'll preface it, and we don't always agree on this. I used to say, if you want to know about Islam, just watch the 9-11 footage. Because Islam means submission, and you're seeing people submit. You're seeing people submit to fire, and to death, and to pain. And that is Islam. Yeah. The pure and simple. And I know that's harsh sounding, but it's true. And the thing is, Bush, for all of his flaws, reminded people of a, a sliver of that truth. Not perfectly, as you and I have talked about on numerous occasions, but a, a, a big sliver of that was exemplified or at least perceived in many American voters that with Bush. And with Obama's election, they thought, ah, the fear is over. We can pretend this never happened. Well, it is all about pretending, isn't it? And, and forget about whether it's about Islam altogether. Because it doesn't even matter. Because if it's only about 20% of Islam or even 10% of Islam, that's bad enough as it is. I remember what we said before that, that the Nazis took over Germany and they were only, what, 3% of the population? Not even that. And likewise with the Bolsheviks and Russia. They took over with a, a tiny minority. Yeah, the issue is e evil movements. That's not right. whether it's Islam, communism, Nazism, whatever. Whatever name it has. That's and, exa ex exactly right. Exactly right. And, and that is the, the main focus of this whole thing. I, I want to, you know, it's, it's all about ignoring the reality of the day. It is easier to ignore the reality of the day. Uh, recognizing evil is very painful. I, I don't like watching the videos 
on YouTube that I sometimes see f- through Facebook, for example, of the latest horrific beheading or a rape or crucifixion. Of, or crucifixion that I recently saw that my eyes will never forget. It's painful. And part of me doesn't want to see it. I don't want to be tormented. I don't want to be tortured in my, my mind about it. And the other part of me says, no, you must watch this because you must realize what this evil really is. And, and that's part of the bravery is to recognize it. It's one of the first things we said. Recognize the evil first before you can even act upon it. But we're not even there. We're not even recognizing the evil. We are simply... We're pretending that there is no evil out there at all. We, we don't even call it by its name. We, we call it overseas contingency operations. When, when uh, Hassan, whatever his name, crazy guy did in Fort Hood. Nadal Hassan. In Fort Hood, they, they called it a workplace incident. They, I mean, it was, it's all the craziness that they refused to play this game. Um, they, re, they refused to recognize the evil, rather. It's like, uh, you know, the childhood uh, kid who, uh, who, who puts his his fingers in his ears and uh, starts singing uh, some song to avoid the painful yeah, thing la, that he's... La, 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 so To avoid the painful thing that he's about to hear. He doesn't yeah. want to deal with it. And I, I'm, not, I'm not about to let us do that. And this is part of the function of this podcast is to, to help people realize at the very least that we must recognize the evil. We must, from time to time, check out the videos. It doesn't have to be every single one. I get that. But know at least what's happening. There are crucifixions of Christians throughout the world right now, in the Middle East in particular. There is beheadings and slaughters of gay people, and you don't even know, want to know what they do to the women there. We are fighting evil, and they will exploit us. They will, they will ransack over us so long as we continue to ignore it and, and make pretenses for them that we actually support them. They're laughing at us all the while. Can I ask you a question? What is it about great art that's truly beautiful? It's the hard work, and it's the evoking of beautiful uh, beauty, and also that it resonates uh, a, a fantastic message. Well, I think that this is important. The resonates a fantastic message. Art is beautiful and transcendent because of what it does to you, the observer. Right. And there's beauty in those horrible videos and in 9-11 footage. And what is it? Is it the sadistic beauty of seeing someone suffer like some perverse lunatic? No. The beauty in seeing the footage of the most horrible things as a good person is the resoluteness it stimulates in you to say, I will do everything in my power to make sure the people who did this pay for it and that this will never happen in my life to those I love. Well, and, and that's why it's so important we look at these things and see the intensity of the evil so that we know what's possible with evil out there so we know what's possible within us to fight it. That may be the only good thing that the, uh, by the fact that they're actually putting out these videos is because it, it actually it would be impossible to believe if you were just told about it over and over again. And then we would say, listen, it happened in the Holocaust also. But people didn't believe it until they actually saw those videos as well. It's, it's horrific. The, the stuff that's going on is horrific, and we must recognize it. As I wrap up, I leave you with this one thought. Ask yourself, am I complacent? Am I fearful of recognizing evil throughout the world? Because you probably are. We all don't want to see evil. 
But that's part of the bravery. It's an essential, maybe not sufficient, but it's an essential part of bravery, recognizing what evil is in the first place. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you real soon.